When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to College Football Live. I'm Victoria Arlen, and let's go out the tunnel. Starting with the big SEC showdown between number 20 Kentucky and number one Georgia. Can the Wildcats run all over their opponent for the second straight week? We'll find out. Plus, Texas and Oklahoma square for the final time as the Big 12 foes in the Red River rivalry. What will be the key to each team's victory? We break it all down ahead. And the Terrapins are looking for a little respect in the Big Ten. They'll get it if they're able to knock off the Buckeyes this weekend. We'll tell you how they can pull off the upset coming up on College Football Live. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper. We've got a jam-packed college football live coming your way. Happy Thursday, everyone. Victoria Arlen here with Sam Acho in studio with me and Jordan Reed from afar. And week six is upon us. Can you believe it? It is absolutely craziness. So let's uh, get to some week six storylines, shall we? There is a great slate of games for week six, starting with the 119th meeting of Oklahoma and Texas in the Red River rivalry. The Sooners have had the upper hand recently, winning 10 of the last 14. However, last season was it all Texas as the Longhorns won 49 to nothing. Nick Saban in the 11th ranked Alabama visit College Station to take on Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. Fisher is looking to become the fourth active FBS head coach and first former assistant to beat Saban twice. 25th ranked Louisville host number 10 Notre Dame. The Fighting Irish have won 30 straight regular season games versus an ACC opponents, including conference championship games, good for the longest streak in ACC history. And number one Georgia hosts 20th ranked Kentucky. The Bulldogs have won 13 straight versus the Wildcats, their longest streak against any SEC opponent since the conference formed back in 1933. Let's take a look at our Dr. Pepper Championship Drive Game of the Week preview between Kentucky and Georgia. The Bulldogs have won 22 straight games since losing to Alabama in the 2021 SEC Championship game, tied for the fifth longest on-field streak in SEC history. Meanwhile, Kentucky is looking for their third 6-0 start since joining the SEC in the 1930s. Now we've got number 20, Kentucky, taking on the big dogs in number one, Georgia, in a showdown that for sure will be one to watch. But Georgia not looking as dominant as they have the past two seasons, despite being undefeated. They haven't really played in any game of note yet, to say the least. Now, Does them being undefeated give them a false sense of security, Sam? I think it does, Victoria. This Georgia team is 5-0. They have the number one ranking. They're undefeated. But you watch the tape, you're saying, man, this doesn't look like the Georgia of old. You're seeing the defense get pushed around in the running game. You're seeing the offense not really find their footing nor find their rhythm. Last week, 
versus Auburn. They were down 10-0 early in the game. You saw a lot of incompletions. You saw some interceptions. Although Carson Beck played well, you're wondering, man, where is this dominance that we're used to seeing? And so for me, this Georgia team needs to wake up and wake up quickly. Unlike they've done all season long, it's been first quarter slow. Second quarter, they pick it up. Third quarter, second half, they finally get it. That's not what needs to happen if they want to continue to have a dominant streak that they've had over the last several years. Yeah, and I'm right there with you, Sacho. They have to get off to a faster start. We saw what happened against Auburn last week. And even in the South Carolina game, I thought they got off to a slow start in the first half. But they better be on alert this game against Kentucky just because they have a hot player coming into uh, this game with Ray Davis, a running back from Kentucky, who had 280 yards against Florida last week. And he came into the season not really knowing a lot about Ray Davis. But with Ray Davis, you get a lot in the running game with him. He can run between the tackles. He can run outside. As you can see, 280 yards and three touchdowns a week ago. But what has been the weakness of Georgia's defense this year has been attacking the edge. It's not necessarily up the middle, but if you can get the outside zone game going, some power, uh, some power read game, some things of that nature, getting Ray Davis incorporated in this offense, Georgia, they may have an opportunity to upset Georgia in this game, but it revolves around running the football with Ray Davis. That would be quite the upset indeed. Now, who remains undefeated? We shall see on Saturday. All right, now let's move on to Oklahoma and Texas, who are both undefeated entering week six, making this just the third time that both teams are 5-0 entering the Red River rivalry. Plus, these teams will square off with both ranks in the AP poll for the 43rd time, which is the second most AP-ranked matchups between two programs all time, trailing only Ohio State, Michigan. It is what it is. The multiplicity of what they do, right? I mean, they, you know, Brent has got a lot of defense, and and then he carries it all. You know, so you go into a game, you're not really sure what you're going to get. You can turn on the game against uh, SMU; it's one style can turn on the game against Iowa State it's something different so on and so forth and so uh, there's a lot to prepare for and then his aggressiveness in calling it um, I think that when their secondary is really dialed in with what they're doing up front that that's when it makes it very difficult all right let's start with the Oklahoma offense Jordan because they'll be facing a Texas D that has allowed only 64 points this season who is which is the lowest you know who is the lowest for Texas through five games since 2008 What's going to be the challenge for OU, Jordan? Well, I think for them, they just have to get the passing game going in this one. Dylan Gabriel, we know what he's able to do through the air. They've had a lot of success in this game through the air, but the offense revolves around Dylan Gabriel. If Gabriel is able to get the passing game going, I think they have a chance. And you better believe that OU is going to come into this game motivated. Everybody knows that last year was embarrassing for them. Losing this game 49-0 in the Red River rivalry, that's something that is not accustomed to Oklahoma. So they're going to come back with a vengeance, and I think they're going to look to get the passing game going in this one. Look for Dylan Gabriel to get things going early and often. Now, Oklahoma's D isn't too shabby itself, allowing the fewest points allowed by a Big 12 team since 2008. Now, Sam, how will that D look to slow down Quinn Ewers and uh, company? Well, the, the defense is, is excellent. And I think one of the things I think about is just how great they are and how much they play in unison. That's what stands out to me with this defense. Yeah. All right, Jordan, plenty of NFL scouts will be on hand for this one. Give us two prospects to watch in this matchup. 
Yeah, so the first one is an obvious one. It's Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers. I'm looking forward to how he performs in this matchup just because in the scouting community, what we call in this type of instance is a resume game. Who are the opponents that scouts are going to look forward to to watch in this game when you match up against them? The first one, obviously, was Alabama. This is the next one on the, the scouting calendar that everybody's going to be looking for. With Ewers, you get everything. He has the, all the arm talent, but everybody wants to see, can he play a complete game? That's something that Quinn Ewers has not been able to do so far outside the Alabama game. They've been, he's been accustomed to some slow starts. We saw it against Baylor and then also Kansas a week ago, too. And then the second player that I want to highlight in this one on the opposite side of the, the spectrum is Tyler Guyton, the offensive tackle for the Oklahoma Sooners, a player that a lot of people did not know a whole bunch about coming into the season, but he shot his way up draft boards. Three pressures allowed, zero sacks. He's a natural pass protector, but he will be challenged in this game. And we saw first-round talent go go in the draft a year ago in Anton Harrison. So I think Tyler Guyton is on a similar track to what we saw with Harrison last year. All right, for more on the OU defense, Sam, break it down for us. This defense is so great because they play great with their eyes. I'm going to show you three plays, two players doing one thing extremely well. We're going to start with Billy Bowman. He's their star safety, one of the best safeties in the Big 12. What makes him so great is watch what he's looking at. Billy Bowman is looking in the backfield. Why would he be looking in the backfield? He sees this running back. He knows that as soon as this running back comes to the flat, he has to beat him to the spot. So we're going to watch Billy Bowman. He inches up, he inches up, he inches up. All of a sudden, that back is going to the flat. This is a play that he's seen before. He's studying on tape. He's going to beat him to the spot. Billy Bowman, Great film review, great film study. They know this why. Look at them celebrating. Look at number nine right here. This is the second player we're going to talk about. He's celebrating his teammate. His name is Gentry Williams. There he is right here. Gentry Williams, player number two. What is Gentry looking at? Why is he looking all the way in here? The reason why is that he's seen this play before. He's studied film. He knows that as soon as this receiver comes back in this motion, this player is going to try and block Gentry. Let's clear that out so you can see it. He's going to try and block him. He's going to try and block up here, and this receiver is going to run the play that he studied on tape before. He's going to come right down that alley. Gentry Williams has seen it before. He beats him to the spot, and what should be a big play now is a tackle for loss. Why does this matter? They all are working together. Let's talk about it. That's Gentry Williams. Billy Bowman, this is a safety or really a nickel hybrid Desan McCullough. They're all looking in the backfield. Why are they looking there? What are they looking at? Because they've seen this play before. You're going to see a rollout by the quarterback. You're going to see this route combination. They've seen it. And so what they're going to do, they're going to jump the route. They're all on a string playing together. Why does interception, third play of the game. This is film review. This is study. This is excellent. Watch Bowman right here. He undercuts the route because he's seen this play before. This defense is elite. That's a pick Six, why are they elite? They play together, but more importantly, they use their eyes extremely, extremely well. The NCAA making an abrupt ruling today, saying North Carolina wide receiver Tez Walker is now eligible to play this season after new information about his case emerged. Walker had been ruled ineligible for transferring twice, but he only played football at Kent State. He had been enrolled at North Carolina Central, but didn't play due to the pandemic. LSU safety and team captain Greg Brooks Jr. after undergoing surgery last month to remove a tumor from his brain has been diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. Now the surgery was successful and the cancer has not spread but he faces months of intense rehab. LSU has set up the Greg Brooks Victory Fund where supporters can contribute to help cover Brooks's medical expenses.
Now, Morgan State University has canceled its homecoming game versus Stony Brook after a shooting left five people hurt on campus, including four students. The Bears next faced North Carolina Central at home on October 19th in Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference opener. It's the first time the school has had to cancel these activities in its nearly 125-year history. Nearly three months after former Northwestern University football coach Pat Fitzgerald was suspended and then fired after 17 years at his alma mater, he is now suing Northwestern for $130 million for wrongful termination. Fitzgerald was fired in the midst of a hazing and abuse scandal involving the athletic department. The school faces more than a dozen suits across multiple sports. Coming up, this guy knows a thing or two about football. Joe Montana joins us to talk college football and, more importantly, the Fighting Irish. Plus, you get a car, you get a car, and if you have a scholarship and go to this school, you actually get a car. More college football live coming your way. College football live is presented by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. It's time for our weekend lineup brought to you by Wendy's Beef. Four AP-ranked matchups highlight the weekend. None more significant than the All-State-Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas at noon Eastern. And in the nightcap, Louisville hosts Notre Dame, who will face an opponent that is 3-0 or better for the third straight week. And who better to talk Notre Dame football than fighting Irish legend Joe Montana, who joins us now on behalf of Guinness. Joe, Notre Dame off to a 5-1 start with transfer QB Sam Hartman. What are your thoughts on the start of the Irish's season? Uh, other than one play, I think it's been pretty good. <laughs> you know, you come down to that that uh, next, well, next to last play or so um, against Ohio State. I think they've been playing pretty well, both offensively and defensively. Uh, it's great to see them throwing the ball again. They also, obviously, they're running it pretty well, too. So um, they got it going. They just had, you know, everybody makes a little mistake here and there. Unfortunately, in college football today, you know, one, one of those things will kill you. And that's just happened to them. But, hey, they, it was still a few more weeks in the season, and we'll see where it goes from there. They, like the you guys said, you know, they've been playing some pretty tough teams along the way. They got another one. Uh, this week and another one the week after that <laughs> with USC coming up. So um, if they get through this schedule uh, and, and maintain what they're at, they, they got a pretty good shot of being in the hunt. Now, speaking of UFC, there are a bunch of great quarterbacks out in the West in the Pac-12 this season. Yeah. Who's been the most impressive to you so far? Yeah, I think the guy at USC, Caleb, he's, he's playing pretty well. I watched him the other day for the first time, and he seems to have everything that uh, you look for. You know, being able to play in the pocket, mobile, throw the ball on the run accurately uh, because, you know, we try to play in the pocket and a lot of times you get forced out of it. He's not a, I think he can run if he has to run, but he's not a runner. He's a, he's a passer. And that's kind of what I think uh, makes the transition into the next level. You know, here he is slinging at sidearm. So he can, he can do everything. And at least that from what I've seen of him so far. He can do everything. And he's the favorite to, potentially win the Heisman. Heisman oh my gosh. <laughs> now two-time defending champion Georgia still atop the AP poll, but some are saying they don't deserve to be. Do you agree? It's hard to say who belongs up there. You know, they, they're going to pick, pick somebody to put up there. There's a bunch of undefeated teams. You know, if you look at them, you look at Michigan, 
Um, who else you got in there? Texas coming up. Uh, you know, Georgia plays a pretty tough schedule too uh, down there in the SEC. So um, until somebody moves around and moves them out of there, I, I, I think they're going to probably stay there. But hey, all it does, you just want to be in the top four. Right. <laughs> that's where you want to be when it comes to the end of the season. Doesn't matter if you're number one or number four, just get into those playoffs. Getting in the top four for sure. Now, of course, there's still quite a few teams that are undefeated. The season is somewhat young with a, a little ways to go. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my pleasure. Looking forward to it. All right, coming up, Maryland has started the season 5-0, and but no one is talking about them in the Big Ten East. They will if they upset Ohio State Saturday. We discuss the blueprint next. You're watching College Football Live, presented by Dr. Pepper. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Maryland looks for a massive upset when they meet number four Ohio State on Saturday afternoon from Columbus. And the Terps have won seven straight games going back to last season, while OSU did not play last week after edging Notre Dame by three two weeks ago. This isn't one of those weeks where gimmicks are going to get the job done. You know, for us, it's about earning the respect that we feel we deserve. Opportunity to compete against the top team in our conference, the last one of the top teams in our conference the last few years. And I know our players are really excited about it. We've got some talented players in our locker room. And, and I think it's all about us uh, earning the respect that I think our players feel we deserve. I feel like, you know, I have a lot of confidence in our team. Things we've done, you know, we believe that we're up there with, with everybody else. You know, we, we believe that we can be Big Ten champions. Obviously, we got a long way to go. But, um, you know, we believe we can compete with anyone that's, that's on our schedule, anyone that's on the field. And every week, every day, we got to prove that. Now, Maryland is currently being given a 2% chance to win the Big Ten East, according to ESPN Analytics. But that number jumps up to 14% if they can beat the Buckeyes in Columbus on Saturday. Now, for the Buckeyes, a home loss against the Terps would take their chances from 47% down to 22%. Ouch. Now, Jordan, how does Maryland pull off the upset and get the respect? It's going to be tough, but you have to put the pressure on Ohio State's offense by hitting chunk plays down the field against their defense. And if we know a Mike Lockley-led offense, we know with Talia Tagovailoa, they're going to be able, they're going to take opportunities down the field. Now, if they cash in on those opportunities down the field, that can make or break their fate in this game. But if they're able to keep the pressure on Ohio State's offense, just because we know they're not as good historic this year as they have been historically, they have to keep the pressure on their offense by creating chunk plays on defense, on offense. Excuse me. And what an opportunity for this. Maryland team. I mean, Loxley's been here since 2019. He came from Alabama. He knows what it's like to win. Now they finally have a team they feel like is good enough to compete at this level. Talia Tungavaloa threw for five touchdowns last week. He's been outstanding. I covered their game a couple years ago, one of their bowls games, and he's just an undeniable leader. And so you have him with Mike Loxley. All of a sudden, the respect is there to be taken, but you have to go and get it. All right, we've got another another surprise here. We have number 23, Missouri, another surprise 5-0 team. How do they get to 6-0, Sam? Well, it has to start and stop, I believe, with Luther Burden. He's an outstanding receiver for the Missouri football team. Over the last four games, he's averaging over 137 yards and nine catches. So he's where this thing starts. 
But then at the other side, you have to get a stop <laughs> on defense. LSU can score too. LSU has receivers too. So you have Luther Burton on offense. You have Theo Weiss. But your defense has to take the ball away from Jaden Daniels and get the team more points on the defense side of the ball. I wouldn't be surprised if Luther Burden has over 15 targets in this game. He's a Ooh. sensational sophomore, and everything runs through him. I think they have to push the ball to him in this one just because we know LSU is not very good on defense this year. He's going to have a lot of opportunities down the field. All right, well, speaking of sensational, let's get to uh, this story. The Crimson Collective, the NIL Collective for Utah Athletics, is making history, fellas. They are leasing every scholarship football player a 2024 Ram Horn 1500 truck, which retails at $61,000 a pop in total. The deal is estimated to be roughly $6 million. So you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. The leases will last six months and will be voided if a player transfers or their eligibility expires. So take a look at the video when they found out. Uh, I want you guys to know how much the alumni appreciate you guys and how much and how proud we are to be alumni. You guys really show the world exactly what it means to be a Utah man, and we appreciate you guys. Not only do you make us alumni proud, but you make this community proud. Where are you going with this? Where are you going with this? And so on behalf of the Collective and the collective donors and this community, they wanted to grant each and every one of you guys a brand new Dodge Ram truck. (laughs) This is wild. Hey, give me some eligibility. Come on, let's go. (laughs) Right. Jordan, what do you think about this? Ten years too early. Oh, you said you graduated a couple years, years too early. early. <laughs> this is so incredible. <laughs> this is a moment. This is huge. I think about this like wow. so, you're trying to get from point A to point B. I, I wish I had it not just for those six months. Give it to me for the entire time. Yeah. I, if they still have eligibility when they're playing, right, they can keep the cars. This is ridiculous. This amazing. Is amazing. Wow. Shout out to Utah I, I football. Was, I, was happy to, I, I was happy to have my 2000 Honda Accord driving around <laughs> campus. I'm jealous. Wow. Wow. That's absolutely incredible. Oh, my goodness. This is ridiculous. This is so incredible. What do you even say? What do you even say? I mean... It's one of those things where you saw the player saying, hey, where are they going with this? You know something's going to happen, but you never know what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be like a watch or like a a football. No, do you get a car, car. an actual car? It's a car. It's a car. All right, that'll do it for college football. (laughs) Live show is on at 5 tomorrow. I'm Victoria. He's Sam. That's Jordan. Thanks for hanging with us. Sorry we don't have a car for you, but, you know, this is the next best thing. (laughs) 